everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. What's up, guys? It's your guest host, Jermaine Harrison, back again with my guest co-host, Will McElroy. Will, how you doing after last night's Shoreline? I'm doing good, Jermaine. A little little tired, but we, <laughs> we had a blast. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to dive in to Luke 14 today. Um, today's Devo focus on um, the last segment, if you will, of, of chapter 14, which illustrates and talks about the idea of how costly it is to be a follower, a disciple of Jesus. Um, but I'd like to spend, Will, our time kind of like looking at the rest of the chapter that, that leads up to that point. First, in, in verse one, Jesus is at this dinner party with these Pharisees, the religious leaders, um, the social elites, if you will, of the day, um, really his spiritual opponents. And it's interesting to see that what Jesus does with people who disagree with him about how we can be made right with God isn't to push them away, isn't to reject them, isn't to slander them, but it's to build relationships with them, to love them, um, and to tell them the truth. And I think that there is an immediate application for us in 2022, that there may be family that we have, loved ones, co-workers who aren't followers of Jesus. Maybe they're atheists. Maybe they were in church for a while and, and you know, don't believe the way they used to. Maybe it's someone who um, is a part of a different religion or belief system. And, and so in that sense, they're a spiritual opponent to you. And Jesus's example for us is for us to build relationships with them, is to tell them the truth and to invite them to consider what it would be like to live a life surrendered to God. I just love that, the simplicity of that. Yeah, I love it too. And Jermaine, why do you, I notice how that first few verses in chapter 14, how it mentions that when Jesus is teaching them and responding to them, they, they remain silent. Why do you think Luke makes an infinite emphasis on their silence? Yeah, I think it's because Jesus wanted to invite them into a humble relationship with him. And because of their pride, they would rather um, look as if they were right versus actually being right. And here's what I mean. So there's this individual who's sick with a, a disease called dropsy that's basically causing all of his his soft tissue to to you know to be swollen and so here's Jesus with the power to heal but it's the Sabbath day and he asks them a question is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day or not answer yes um, God who created the Sabbath day would love to heal and care for someone who is hurting and broken. But these religious leaders, which would much rather, you know, hold up this badge of honor of, oh, I didn't do any work today than actually helping a human being in need. And they know that deep in their heart of hearts, they know that they, they, the answer is yes, that it is lawful to heal on the Sabbath day, um, but they don't want to seem inferior to Jesus. They want to hold the power of authority. They want to um, be seen as right in the eyes of the literally the thousands of people who are like watching this, um, you know, interaction happen or the hundreds of people in the house and the people that would hear about it. And so they would rather hold on to their pride than humbly surrender themselves to, to Jesus. And that's just a, a challenge for us. Where am I, um, you know, more inclined to be seen a certain way, 
to um, be respected, to be honored when um, I know that something else is true that I really should accept and really should apply to my life? It's a it's a challenging question um, that we should all consider today. Yeah, I love that. And then Jesus, he kind of makes a little transition here and starts talking about feasts and banquets. And so can you talk to me about yeah. what these parables mean and why did Jesus bring them up in this context? Yeah, it was actually someone who was at this dinner that awkwardly broke the silence. So like Jesus had just literally called them out and said, hey, let me tell you this parable about um, being invited to a feast and that you should be someone who is marked by humility and sit in a lower seat to be called up. He was basically challenging the pride that they felt that they can, that they should more, more importantly um, obey rules than actually meet a human need. And so this guy, after he hears Jesus call him out, is like, so Jesus, about that kingdom banquet, huh? That's pretty fun. Like it, like it kind of it reads like that. And Jesus jumps at this opportunity um, because he wants to answer a question that I think, you know, is in the minds of lots of people even today in 2022. And it's this, if Christianity is so true and so good, if it was so important for Jesus to come live, die and raise again from the dead, um, if this was so important to God, why are there so many millions of people that reject Jesus, reject Christianity, reject faith? And, you know, if you read the parable, he kind of shares how individuals give these excuses, right? Why they can't come to this banquet, this wedding feast that's supposed to be a, um, you know, uh, uh, an example of what it will be like in God's kingdom when they're, when everything that's broken is unbroken and made new. And um, he, the, the banquet owner or the banquet uh individual who's, who's inviting all these people is like, is inviting them to come enjoy and feast with him. And they come up with excuses. You know, I've bought oxen, I've bought a piece of land. You know, I just got married, like, you know, an excuse that still gets used in 2022, which is so funny. And um, it really isn't about those excuses. When it comes down to it, the reason why those individuals didn't want to go to the banquet is because they didn't want to go to the banquet. If they were really honest and they were just coming up with an excuse as to why. And I think about you know, us, or maybe even you, listener, before you were a follower of Jesus, maybe you were living a lifestyle that was that felt fun to you, um, that uh, you, you thought was enjoyable, that you thought was better than a life surrendered to God. But in your honest moments, it wasn't because of how fun, you know, your life was. It was because you really just didn't want to surrender your life to God. And so that's the idea that Jesus is bringing up in this, this parable of the banquet feast. And he's also challenging the religious leaders and the Jews of the day, because in a sense, Jesus had come to the Jews, his own people, to invite them into a relationship with them, invite them to the banquet feast, if you will. And they were coming up with excuses. And so... The, the guy who's throwing the banquet and the parable is like, great, I'll go invite anyone. And that's, a, you know, a symbol of the fact that the gospel or the invitation to the feast with, with God in eternity is made available to everyone and to anyone. And then um, I think the last question that Jesus maybe kind of answers in his parable to this 
to this guy's um, request about the Messianic banquet is this. Um, you admire the Messianic banquet. You think that'll be something fun, but are you willing to accept the invitation or are you going to make excuses? And so for us, um, for our family, for our friends, our loved ones, man, I think that's such an important question to, to address. Are we willing to accept the invitation? Are we willing to do what it takes? And what it takes is humble surrender. What it takes is a realization that we are helpless, hopeless, and lost without God, and that only through Him can we um, find true meaning, purpose, and hope in this life and an enjoyment of life in the next. And then lastly, accepting this invitation to the banquet is going to cost you. As a follower of Jesus, it might cost you your reputation. It might cost you opportunities. It might cost you social standing. It might cost you um, um, severed relationships, maybe even with family members. I know for a fact that there's listeners out there that because of their um, commitment to following Christ, their relationships with um, some people that they love the most just aren't the same because they disagree with the way that they're living their lives surrendered to Christ. Yeah, I love the I love the cost of discipleship where Jesus, he, what I love about this, Jesus, he, there's no fine print in following Christ. There is no uh, asterisk. Like Jesus just, he, he lays it out there completely, right? And it's the opposite of what Satan tries to do. Satan, Satan, he hides his worst and shows you his best, right? He will uh, hide his worst through lies and deceptions and show you his best where Christ, uh, he shows you his worst. He shows you his worst while acknowledging and letting it be known that his best will completely outweigh uh, any hardship, any suffering, any cost that comes to following him, which is, I think, too, part of the reason the parable of the banquet precedes the cost of discipleship, because Jesus is saying, hey, even those who don't deserve to come to this banquet, they, they're going to get to have the riches and they're going to get to feast uh, with me. And there, there is going to be a cost that comes to it. There will be suffering that comes to it, but it, the, the cost is completely outweighed by the riches and joys of this banquet. Yeah. I think of, I think of Hebrews 6.10 because um, it says, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you minister to the saints and continue to do so. And in other words, the writer is saying, God sees your faithfulness because an obvious question that, you know, a Christian might ask is, Hey, is this actually worth it? Like going all in, you know, um, accepting this invitation, this very costly invitation. In fact, I think in one of the other gospels, that's what the disciples saying this moment. They're like, is this worth it? Like, what are we going to get is basically their question. And, um, and Jesus is like, man, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. The banquet feast or the banquet imagery is just a tip of the iceberg of the glory and blessing and honestly the reward that awaits those who live their lives committed um, and uh, devoted to Christ. Like if you're a follower of Jesus committed to walking with him, the worst you'll experience is this life. Um, the worst things that you'll experience are will be in this life. The best is yet to come. And that is reason for hope. That is reason for rejoicing. That is reason for confidence in God. And that is reason for um, commitment and walking with him. So that's it. That's Luke, it. That's Luke 14. Um, friends, thanks for joining us. We're so glad that you are on this journey reading the Bible together with me and Will. We'll see y'all tomorrow. 
Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.